0: You're listening to episode 23 of the Simply Sabbath Podcast. Rest doesn't have to be a four-letter word. If you feel like you're about to break from exhaustion, let me invite you to Simply Sabbath, a podcast for the burnt-out Christian mom who longs to get back to the core of who she is and to reclaim the deep joy and stabilizing peace Jesus has for her in her every day without the mom guilt that often accompanies self-care practices. Hi, my name is Rachel Fahrenbach, and I help busy moms, just like you, add a simple rest filled family Sabbath to their week so they can experience a refueling that gives them exactly what they need to live the life that God has called them to. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's get to it. say in this space that practicing Sabbath brings a stabilizing peace with it because it brings peaceful rhythms into our weeks that point us back to God's comfort and provision. That's why I'm excited to have a conversation today about Sabbath with my friend Angie Gibbons. Angie is a writer, speaker, and co-founder of Dawn, an interactive devotional that incorporates affirmation, gratitude, releasing worries, scripture, guided prayer, and journaling into a 10-minute daily practice, all in the convenience of a nap. I love the fact that there's an app that can bring even more peaceful rhythms into our week. Her passion is to empower women to pursue spiritual and mental wholeness. Angie lives and serves in Hawaii. I'm jealous (laughs) with her husband and her three daughters. Thanks for joining me today, Angie. And Thank you so much for having me. Now, Angie, before we get um, into the topic of Sabbath, do you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself, what you do? Um kind of what your passion, like we're talking about your passion is to empower women. Why don't you share a little bit more Mm -hmm. about that with us? Sure. I'd be happy to.
1: Well, I started, um, I studied writing as a, as a career. um, And once I had my family, I uh, felt like God was leading me to homeschool. And I was very focused in on that for a while. And God kind of drew me back into writing um, through some challenges we were having as a family. Uh, with one of our children and special needs that she has, and and writing became a real outlet for me. And um, as we often do, I thought, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I know what God wants me to do here. Um, but the more that I wrote and en- engaged with women on these topics, the more I recognized that what I was really struggling with, more than these specific struggle needs, I was I was struggling with myself. I was struggling with um, my own. Uh, my own sense of striving. I was struggling with anxiety just as a person and as a mother that was just really sabotaging a lot of the good things I was trying to do with my family. And so God really set me on a journey through all these circumstances, through through writing, through meeting with other women, um, really setting me free from a lot of those things. And um, so I've just become really passionate about encouraging other women to really not settle, you know, not settle for kind of just getting by in life, not settle for being the angry, the angry parent who's frustrated all the time and feels like, gosh, I just can never, you know, get it right. I, all of that. And, and so, um, yeah, it's been such a blessing to my life. I would say definitely I am a work in, in progress. So I try to share really honestly, vulnerably from that place, not as a, you know, as an expert, um, But like, uh, like so many things, you know, when we start sharing and we start digging into God's word about things, it's just, you know, we start growing and it's so fun and so exciting to see that and to see the fruit uh, in our, in our lives and our relationships and all of that. Yeah. So I just, you know, I've been blogging for quite a while and more recently developed uh, this app as a tool, um, but do a lot of writing and speaking really around the topics of rest and kind of how rest is connected to having a really rich, meaningful life.
0: Mm. I love that. Now you practice Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm, I do. So at what point in that journey of where you're talking about growing into somebody that you're writing on these topics and you're realizing that these were things you're struggling at, where does Sabbath kind of come into play in that journey?
1: Yeah, I, um, I never took Sabbath before, you know, it was one of the many things uh, when I was a, a younger mom, when I was growing up, it was one of the many things that I was like, I think that's for other people, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just gonna ignore that part of the Bible. Um, and I think that I thought it was for people who wanted to rest who felt like I, I imagined I had this, you know, imaginary thing in my mind of somebody like on a chase lounge, you know, luxuriously reading or with tea. And I was like, I'm just not that person. I mean, I love to read, but I'm not a sit around kind of person. I was going to say, and are you
0: more of a doer? Like you I like am to do more, of yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm more of a doer. Yeah. I am more of a doer. I mean, not that I can't be lazy and stay in my, my PJs. I can, but I will still be doing something, you know, I'll yeah. still be like, Oh, organize that shelf or all, whatever. It's really, it's always been really hard for me to just be still to just rest. And, and that's not in my experience, not real conducive to having a real strong connection with the Lord. Not that you can't have that on the go. And I would say that's one thing I do now is I incorporate a lot of talking to God while I'm like walking and biking and things like that. Cause that really, it really does help me. But I would say that, um, yeah, always having been a doer and then having young children and homeschooling and yeah. being constantly surrounded by people. I think I felt like I'd get a pass on this one you know, I'm doing all of my other churchy stuff. I'm involved in ministry. I get a pass on this Sabbath thing. And not surprisingly, it led me to terrible burnout, just
0: Mm -hmm. terrible
1: fatigue. You know, like I could never get enough rest to ever feel good in the morning. What
0: What did that burnout look like for you? Were you like just exhausted all the time or did it like manifest in different ways as well?
1: I would say I was exhausted all the time. Um, but also I just, my general mood was negative all the time Mm -hmm. because I was never getting refueled. I was giving and giving and giving and feeling like that was my spiritual act of worship was, was giving. And certainly I was doing lots of great things, but, but I was not being replenished. I wasn't asking for the things that I needed. Um, I wasn't slowing down enough to even—I would say—even like process the good things that I was learning from the Lord. You know, it kind of just yeah. some things just take time, and Me we too. can't avoid that, right? It takes time um, to think through things, to meditate on things, um, and I was very resistant to that. And I would say I—I I was kind of—I feel like I was kind of forced into it. But the real gift is—I feel like if you give God an inch in this area he just blesses it so much. You know, it's like, if you are willing to give him five minutes or like that walk, like I said, go for a walk and just like talk and just talk to the Lord instead of listening to music or whatever it might be um, having a discipline of reading one scripture day. Like if you start with the smallest little thing as an act of, it's really an act of sacrifice um, and an act of worship, but I feel like he takes that and he blesses it. And then you're like, oh, i I think I'd like a little more of that. That actually, yeah. that actually felt really great.
0: So what does um, a Sabbath practice look like in your life now? Has it changed or?
1: Yes, it has definitely changed over time. And and I think that's, that kind of plays into my beliefs about Sabbath, which is that they're unique to each person. They're unique to each season. Um, I have teenagers now, I have a preteen and two teenagers. And for years, I really kind of put a lot of boundaries around our weekends, so that we could have family time. Or, you know, when I recognized I needed Sabbath, so that I could have my Sabbath is like, you know, sorry, nobody's going anywhere in Mom's car, so I can <laughs> just I could just be for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they're older, that's really it's changed some, and they're involved in activities that are wonderful, like with church, that are on the weekends, and I'm driving all over. Um, and so I feel like in this particular season, Sabbath is like taking moments that I can take. Um, -hmm. and I feel like that's, I used to have such a, like a narrowly, a narrow definition, I should say of Sabbath. And that really crippled me. Like I said, the chase lounge, the tea or whatever. Mm -hmm. But also I think that, um, like in Hebrews four, when it talks about, it talks about entering into the rest of God. And it says that it's something we have to strive for. And I think that, that kind of helped open up a new world to me that um, really what defines rest for me or work for me is unique. Um, And it's really about kind of what I'm striving for. So for example, like I love hiking. I love being out in creation in the mountains. That is, it's work. It is sweaty, hot work. And if I want my kids to come with me, there's going to be like 10 minutes of negotiation.
0: (laughs) Yep. And then you have to prepare for it. Yeah. You know, make sure everybody has water bottles, make sure that everybody's wearing the correct, correct clothing, the right shoes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's, it's
1: work, but like that's worthy work to me. Like that's something worth striving for in this season Mm -hmm. of our lives because it, it, you know, strengthens those family bonds. It's qual It's really quality time where we're not on screens and all of that. So I would say like, That is a worthy Sabbath um, time in this season of our lives. It's something that we could do together, but it's not, it's not sitting around, you know? And so I feel like for me, um, Sabbath is about really separating what fills me and brings me joy and also what helps me to connect with the Lord and separating that from all of the just busy work, the things that just kind of keep our home running, Right. keep my writing running, you know, all of those things that really serve me, but don't, don't serve me emotionally, don't serve my soul as much um, or in a different way.
0: It's kind of important to note that especially when we are moms who are homeschooling, because I homeschool mm. as well, when we're in the home constantly, mm-hmm. and um, we can tend to think of homeschooling as our job, And, um, or maybe we work from home as well. Some of us, like you and I, we work from home as well as writers. And so we have our work, our homeschooling work as a teacher, principal, all the things, superintendent, you know, the whole world. We're running a school in our homes. And so that is work as well. But then you also have housework. And then you have, you know, the work of like mom, right? Like the chauffeur thing that you're talking about and just like keeping them alive. And so I think it's really hard sometimes when we wear so many hats and it's not an easy to define work, a nine to five, you leave the house, go to work and then come home from work. That is even more important for us to set that boundary of rest and Mm -hmm. say, these are life giving things that I need to refuel yes. so that I can pour out in these various facets of my life. And yes, they are all work. Um, some things can't be put aside, they're just responsibilities, such as caring mm-hmm. for our children's well being. But when we're mom and homeschooler and work from home, it's very hard to find those moments of rest in our everyday, And so it becomes even more important, I think, for women like us to put the Sabbath rhythms into place, whether that's our daily Sabbath rhythms of connecting with the Lord or a longer period of time where we're really setting aside time to rest in ways that are unique to our personalities and Mm -hmm. wirings. Um, So I think that's a really important thing that you brought up there.
1: I agree. And I think that's, we have to take as with anything, take shame off of ourselves about Mm -hmm. what our life and our rhythms look like compared to someone else. Because I would say, if you're in the season of life where you're feeding a baby all the time and you have toddlers running around, your Sabbath might be taking a bath instead of a shower Mm -hmm. and just like indulging for a few extra minutes. And, you know, instead of, having time away with your girlfriends or whatever it might look like when your kids are a little older and more independent. And it it, also, that depends so much on if you have a supportive person in your life, a supportive spouse who can help, you know, alleviate some of that burden. But I also think there's a real trust factor to all of this because letting go of our work, whatever it is, whether it's our house being a mess or um, work that we're doing, you know, as part of a career Um, It takes real trust in the Lord to let those things go and say like, it's okay. My identity is secure. If my house is dusty, my, you know, my work is going to be okay and work itself out if I keep it within these boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that was a big Thing for me is growing out of kind of a place of anxiety that I was living in that, mm-hmm. that busyness was about kind of controlling my environment and, and, and feeling like I had to be the one to do everything. And I, I feel like the more we press into God's provision for us, and even just the way that, that he rested in creation. And we look at that and, and just say, you know, it's, it's not really all on me. And it really is okay for me to ask for the things that I need, you know, when the people in my life don't see that I'm burning out, it's really okay for me to say, I just really need this. I need to go. I need to go and do this thing. I need to walk out of this house without any children, you know, holding on to me. I need to go for a long drive, whatever it is. I think that that comes from a place of us go, of recognizing that as God's beloved daughters, we need that. And, and that's a good and, and worthy use of our time.
0: Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, I've seen a lot of, I don't know if memes are the right word for it, or just like video skits or, you know, there's a lot on the internet right now with, for motherhood in particular, where Mm -hmm. it's almost like mom suppresses those needs to the point where she just kind of explodes. And she's like, I got to just get out of this place, right? Like I got to run away. (laughs) And I've had that feeling of, I just want to run away from home. And I've seen uh, jokes where it's like, oh, like maybe like I wouldn't mind like getting injured because then I could be in the hospital and be away from everybody for a couple of days, right? Like there's like, and we all laugh yeah. because there's a little bit of truth. Yeah. But then whenever I laugh, I almost feel a little bit of conviction because yeah. it's like, that should not be it. That should right. not be how it goes. That is not God's desire for us to be so burnt out to the point where we want to go hide in a hospital bed, right? Yeah. And asking for that moment of rest can be really hard. Yes. And it can be very vulnerable. And it's admitting that we are not superwoman and we can't mm-hmm. do it all. Um, and like you said, it 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 depends on your spouse, that level of comfortability you have in asking about those things. Mm-hmm. But it is so important to be able to articulate that you have a need to rest. But it's also one of the reasons why I suggest having a family Sabbath, because Mm -hmm. having that regular rhythm in which you build into a time where mom gets to rest in whatever way she needs to. And it's just an expectation now that Mm -hmm. every week we do this. And every week mom gets this moment to an hour to herself, and it's not there's no guilt in that because we all know that this is what we're doing this week. It is what we all expect from the weekend or from whatever day we choose to do our Sabbath on. I wonder if you have any suggestions for how to go about engaging in that conversation with your spouse or whoever else might be a um, support role in your life to ask for those moments of rest.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, and I love what you're saying about about making it routine for everyone. I think that this is maybe a really unsatisfying answer. I think it depends, like you said, on your situation and your spouse and how open and willing they are. And I feel like if you have a a spouse who is already kind of carrying some of the load of of home and all of that, it's a little easier to say, hey, can we make this a regular thing that you take the kids to do this particular activity? and I'm going to go do such and such. You know, I'm I'm intentionally not going to be at home doing dishes. I'm going to go and do whatever. I think that if you don't have that, I, I would say first I would pray. I would yeah. really pray, and and the Lord knows what you need. And I I believe He has a path forward for you that's that is not filled with that exhaustion and anxiety. No matter what your situation is, whether you're working full time and you're raising kids and all of that, I feel like He has a way forward. And so I would pray and ask, and Lord, would you give me, would you give me the words and also the opportunity? Because we know these kind of conversations, they can come at better times and worse, worse times. Yeah, But I think sometimes it helps just to kind of negotiate, you know, like my husband surfs all the time. I love that for him. It's such a good outlet. But it's a it's a thing, right? You got to get your board out there. You you're out there for you know you have no watch. You're just one with nature for long. (laughs) and he comes back so refreshed. And sometimes I'm there at the stove, and I'm like, you know, and I have to like (laughs) stop myself. Yeah. And but those are those are moments where I feel a little bit of something creeping up inside of me that I say, oh, what he's doing isn't wrong. It means I'm not I'm not taking what I need for myself. And because he's working outside of the house, he does forget sometimes how much work is happening inside the house. Mm. And so that's a, that's a cue for me not to resent him, but to say, Hey, you know what I would really love to do. I would love to do these things and this time. And usually he's very agreeable. And, you know, and if, if I have to, I could say, you know, you've been serving this in the hours. I'm so happy for you to do that. I would love to do this. So I think again, it depends on your situation and it's, and, and finding the right timing But I just, I I feel like there is a way to find rhythm. And and you talked about that, it being something that you practice regularly. And when everybody gets into that groove and then they see that mom is like more fun to be around because she's rested and she's not like snapping at
0: everybody. I think that they'll get on board. I really do. Yes, I agree. I love what you said about noticing when that creeps up inside of us, he's not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's not doing the thing I need to do. I think that's so profound because I think it's really easy for us to blame our spouse sometimes when we're feeling the stress of everything to just be like, well, Mm -hmm. you're just going off and surfing or you're going off and doing this thing and you're not helping me out. You're not recognizing that I need this too. And really, they're not a mind reader. (laughs) They have no idea what we're internally like because for most, probably for the most part, we can handle a lot. Most of us can handle, and we do carry a lot, we probably don't show how much it's really affecting us. And so they can't tell, they can't recognize it. And so we have to verbalize it for them. Mm -hmm. It's not fair of us to expect them to recognize what's happening internally Mm
1: -hmm. inside of
0: us. So we need to give that to them. I just, I think that's so profound and so good.
1: Yeah, I I think that another way of looking at it too, one of my friends said this um, a little while ago, it's really stuck with me is that she was saying, you know, as moms, we're not going to achieve a perfect balance. We're just going to constantly be balancing and rebalancing. And I think that is so true. You kind of feel like I found a routine that works. And this kid does this program on this day. And my husband does this and I do this. And then it all shifts you know, uh, that kid doesn't do that anymore. And, and husband is working a weird schedule and oh my right. gosh. And, and we just have to go, okay, what is my new balance for the season? What is my new routine that works? And it can take a little bit to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I think if we can know that that's normal and give ourselves grace for that, it helps. It helps tremendously to yeah. not think that we should just be able to like, boom, immediately, you know, be in a good rhythm and, and, and be at rest. It is something that we have to kind of work, work toward. And that's okay because that is really, it's really worthy work for us.
0: So practicing Sabbath, do you do that on a weekly basis or is it just as needed?
1: I do it on a weekly basis. I do carve out some time every Sunday Um, in our home. We don't do anything digital that we can help other than, you know, calling grandparents or things like that on Sunday. So that, that really helps in and of itself. Um, and I do try to take just some downtime to rest and just pay attention to my body. Like I will take a long nap, you know, which I'm not usually a napper, but I'll really just try to pay attention to what, what am I needing? Mm. Um, but I would say I do try to incorporate into my whole week things that feel like Sabbath to me, little Mm. things that bring me joy. And so one of those for me is just going for a walk in the mornings. It really helps just my, I think it helps my brain chemistry. Um, It helps me to wake up. It helps me to kind of connect with God and nature. So I do little things like that, that just feel like a small gift to me Mm. um, that are really not about anybody else, Um, but they can be short. It literally could be 10 minutes. I'm about to have to start school with the kids. And I'm like, I got to go do your stuff. I'll be back, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's little things, but it's just little acts of giving to myself and ways I can connect with God where there aren't people around um, that. Yeah. Just, I feel it like kind of keep me going throughout the week. So I don't hit Sunday and I'm like dead. Right.
0: I think um, I've heard it said that Sabbath isn't just about resting. It's about how you spend the other six days of the week as well. Mm-hmm. And so I like what you're saying about how you, make little moments throughout your week that feel like Sabbath and remind you of that bigger rest and remind you to, to reconnect with God on a daily basis. I really, I really like that. What, um, I know you had mentioned that as you started practicing Sabbath, you noticed you were not snapping at people as much and you kind of became a little bit more of a fun person to be around. Were there any other ways in which practicing Sabbath changed your life?
1: I, yeah, I mean, I would say that's the biggest one that you just mentioned. I feel like I kind of got myself back. I mean, that sounds like so cliche, but it's really true. I feel like there were a number of years I kind of lost myself to my work as a mother, and um, I kind of lost my own joy. I was so busy trying to help my kids find joy and happiness and meet everybody's needs. And, you know, especially having a kid with special needs, it just can like really consume all of your energy, trying to keep them going forward and trying to keep the whole family, you know, like operational. Mm-hmm. And so doing things that were really nourishing to me, I feel like I just remembered what it was like to, to feel joy again, mm-hmm. and not just contentment, you know, I'm I'm a good Christian. I'm, I'm content, you know, mm-hmm. but really actually just having fun again. And it it brought back fun with my kids. We started dancing in the living room more and just doing goofy mm-hmm. stuff. And um, so I felt like it actually really reconnected me to my family. Um, and and that just, it, there's a real overflow to that, right? My husband and I were enjoying each other more. We started spending more time intentionally together, especially as our kids got a little older and that got right. a little, I mean, it just gets a little easier in a certain season of life. Um, those are the biggest changes, but I would say on a daily basis, I just feel more, grounded and more connected to God mm. than I used to. Um, I think that I used to think of my relationship with God more in like a checklist, you know, these are the things cause I'm kind of type a, so like, these are the things I'm supposed to do. And I would even tell myself, you know, it's okay if you don't feel it because you're just, it's a discipline. You're supposed to do it, yeah. but I just, God has more for us than that. And so yeah. I feel like now, even when I go for my walks, like I keep talking about, That's just a big thing for me. I might go for my walks and feel more connected to God in that 10 minute space, because I'm really talking to him and trying to hear from him. than I would reading a a chapter in the Bible, Mm -hmm. both worthy activities, but it's really a matter of kind of my heart. And then I'm not checking that list off, but I'm saying like, okay, God, I really want you to be Lord over this day. And I really want to give you all of these really hard things that I'm dealing with that are so heavy for me. So it's it's more of a genuine relational kind of connection right. um, versus just doing spiritual things that I think make me look good on paper. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I've been there. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's easy to slip into that, right? It you is know, so it's easy. Because you're so busy and you are trying to do the right things. It's not coming from a bad place or bad motive. there's nothing wrong with that, there are those seasons where we're like, I just have to be disciplined. I don't feel anything. I've got to be disciplined, but my encouragement would be like to not stay there and to figure out what it is in this season that will help you connect to God. For my husband, it's listening to podcasts. He listens to sermons and different speakers and things when he's driving to and from work. That's a dedicated time that he really learns and he grows and he connects with God. And that's not my thing, but it really, it really does something for him. And he'll come home super like charged up about something. And so I think it's, it's like be willing to experiment for this season of what it is that really
0: refuels you and helps you to
1: feel that, that closeness to God.
0: Be willing to experiment. I think that's a good word of advice right there. I know that you have mentioned that you've struggled with anxiety mm-hmm. uh, throughout your life. Did you find that Sabbath helped you in any way with your anxiety?
1: Absolutely. I um, I would not say at all that I have like a traditional meditation practice, like what people imagine that looks like. That would be terrible for me, like sitting for long periods of time. <laughs> I'm not trying to break any records. I've not okay. tried to, you know, but I would say that incorporating a little bit of quiet in my day has been really fundamental for me because anxiety is always telling you that you need to go faster and you need to do more Mm -hmm. and you need to stay on top of everything. And the act of like coming up against that and saying no to that, kind of rebelling against that natural feeling is so, has been so healthy for me. So Sometimes it's like in the morning, I might stretch on my mat and then I take literally a minute or two minutes to sit and take really deep breaths. I might pray. I might have some little affirmation that I say. I mean, we're talking short periods of time, but like I said earlier, it's amazing how doing something small like that and just kind of reclaiming a little bit of space in your brain and saying like, no, I don't have to just operate out of however, my brain's telling me this morning, I have to operate. I don't have to let this feeling of urgency, um, kind of take control that just, it, it'll start kind of playing out through the rest of your day where then you're like rushing to get everybody into the car and you're operating out the anxiety and you go, wait a minute, right? I can still get everybody in the car, but I don't have to be anxious about it. I don't have to like push these people and snap at them." And really, as my kids got older, I started seeing them doing the things that I had been doing all their lives, you know, those anxious kind of behaviors. And Yes. And (laughs) then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh no. You know, oh no. It really helped me to see myself and to go, wait, we can do these things. We can even be busy, Mm -hmm. but not operate out of that space. So for me, just taking a little bit of meditation, and it could be like as simple as having a verse of the day and repeating it to yourself. Um, doing some deep breathing. It doesn't have to be something super long or spiritual, but that has really helped me a lot with just breaking that cycle uh, that you kind of get trapped in, I
0: feel like with anxiety. I think the Bible talks a lot about remembering, remember your creator, remember your your provider, remember, you know, your God. And I think that what you're talking about is very similar to that. It's like every morning you're remembering whose you are and that you're operating on his timeline, you don't have to let that anxiety, you know, that worry that you're not doing enough or being enough because you are already in the hands of the one who loves you and created you and has things planned for your life and is taking care of you. Have you faced any challenges in practicing Sabbath? Um,
1: I would say the biggest challenge has been kind of what I mentioned earlier of feeling like I've like fallen off the wagon and I can't get back Mm -hmm. on it. Um, and so, yeah, I think just learning to be flexible with it and to not stress, I'm just naturally a more routine person. I function better in routine. So just as you know, for example, if my husband is off on a random day in the week and he's like let's go do this. He's a real outdoor adventure person and we live in Hawaii. So he's like, let's go kayak. It's a perfect day. And everything <laughs> in me is like, oh no, like it's have a schedule, you know? And I mean, li- literally a schedule could be like the most mundane things that can easily be moved, but there's something in me that kind of fights the change. And so I think that the more I practice being flexible and going outside and just going like, no, I need to take advantage of this. Like you never mm. regret doing that. Right. You right. never regret it. Um, and the same would be true for, you know, if um, somebody's available, a girlfriend's available to hang out and it's going to be a little more difficult for my family. Right. They might be eating chicken nuggets because I'm going to go out with this girlfriend. And I had to accept like, that was actually a really good trade for my kids. Like I don't want yeah. them eating chicken nuggets, but Hey, If I come back feeling like I've gotten to connect with a friend and and I've gotten to share my, my heart for a little bit, I'm going to be a much better mom when I come back. And so that, that was a good choice to make, but yeah, I think just being willing to kind of go with the flow a little bit more than it then comes naturally to me has been super helpful.
0: I could talk to you for so long about the concept of not having that mom guilt About doing things, activities, taking those moments where you step away from your children. Because I I know there's so many of us that struggle with that, Mm -hmm. struggle with being okay. You know, like I even know, I know mentally that it's good for me to like go away and write for a couple hours Mm sometimes. Like I do a lot of work from home, but sometimes getting out of the house and being in a different space where there's not the subconscious worry of the Mm -hmm. house behind me is Mm -hmm. a good thing for me. But even then I feel guilty about leaving and I shouldn't. And that's Mm -hmm. been a really hard thing for me to work on every time I do it. (laughs) I think what you're saying is so true. It's like, we need to take those moments and recognize that for some of us, especially those who are more extroverted than Mm -hmm. others, that having moments where we are connecting with friends and connecting with other adults <laughs> and having yeah. adult conversations, that's important as a mom. Yeah. That is a good thing for our kids. It trickles down and it is okay. We are not neglecting our children. We are not harming our kids by taking some time. Mm-hmm. We are not loving them any less by stepping outside of our home and doing something that's just focused on us for a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And I one of the things that helped me with that thinking was to recognize that this is not the life that I wanted for my daughters. Mm. I didn't want to raise them to live a life that is only service and where there's not any joy in it, where it's Mm -hmm. all work. That's not what I would want for them. So why would I give that to myself or, or model that for them? And the reality is children are naturally selfish creatures. They want what they want when they want it. It's all about them. So they are going to give you grief about it. They are. Yeah. And, you know, and if you're a naturally really compassionate person, it's going to be even harder to take yeah. up because they're all going to be like, oh, mom, I, I thought we were going to read together or that you know, like they'll pull out their saddest face <laughs> and they're you never do this with me or whatever. And you kind of just have to be like, la, 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 la. I know that's not true. I got to just like run out the door, you know, just like, don't look back because that's just naturally, they're going to want to pull on you. And that's, that's exactly why we get so exhausted is because of that emotional load of being a mother. It's not just the tasks that we do. It is the constantly thinking about how we're caring for these kids and how we're preparing them for life. Like we know, we just carry these huge weights about that, about their future. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you just got to go outside of your home and just be you know, Angie and Rachel, and just be like that person that you were, that you still are inside. Yes. That's yes. just that, you know, has your own, your own desires and interests and in all of that, you know?
0: I have a friend who she was talking about, um, enjoying doing something fun that she enjoys. And some people being surprised that that was something that she enjoys and was fun. And Her husband was just saying, well, uh, these people that haven't known you pre kids, they've only known you since you've had kids. And yeah, you haven't done this very often because the kids are little, but now that they're a little bit older, you can return to doing that. He's like, so that's probably why it's surprising to them because they've never seen the side of you. And so we were just talking about how that can be. That is interesting to think about how the things that we lay aside, especially when our kids are little Mm -hmm. that are true to who we are and the things that we like to do. Um, And the moment we get to pick those back up again, it feels like we are returning to our whole selves. It does Mm -hmm. feel like we're returning to, like you had mentioned earlier, like finding yourself again. And I, why I think I really want to emphasize for moms with littles, like, yes, your season of life can be really difficult, but don't let it get in the way of you doing those things that you love and enjoy. If you can, you know, take Mm -hmm. Take an hour and go do the thing that you enjoy doing. God is not asking you to put, you know, aside yourself, like your personality, the way that he created you to be for eight years. And then you get to pick it back up again. That's mm-hmm. not anywhere in the Bible, like mm-hmm. that's not anything that you are asked, being asked to do. So I liked what you said earlier about taking time to pray because there is a way that God has forward for you. Um, and I would just encourage any mom that's listening who has littles right now, don't don't feel like you have to wait. Start mm-hmm. implementing this practice of Sabbath. Talk to your spouse. Figure out a time that you can get to do the things that make you you and that make you come alive, and are filling you know, and are things that fill you up. Angie, would you have any tips or suggestions about practicing Sabbath? for any of the moms that are listening? Yeah. I would
1: just say to see it as a gift to yourself. You know, when we start seeing it as a religious activity, it kind of becomes like another thing on our list that we don't want to do, but, um, whatever it looks like for you in the season of life, I would say, just see this as a way of giving back to yourself. And obviously the more that we connect with God, the more, he fills us, and he fills parts of us and needs that we have that we're not even fully aware of. And I just think there's something spiritual that happens there that we can't even define, mm-hmm. right? That even a night out with friends would never fill. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, find that little stretch of time, whatever it is, but find that thing that makes you feel closer to God, because I feel like that will start to kind of open everything up for you and and make your life feel, richer and fuller and then the other things will will fall into place for you
0: right oh, well i have enjoyed talking with you angie and before we go i want you to make sure to tell people exactly where they can find your app where they can connect with you um and all the things
1: <laughs> sounds
0: good thank you so much
1: rachel yeah so i write at just my name angiegibbons.com. And um the app is you can find it at our website, which is gatheratdawn.com. You can get to it from my website as well, but that's kind of the easiest place to really learn about it, what the features are. So the app is free to download, it's free to install, and we have this interactive daily devotional um, that I use daily. It takes about 10 minutes. And the whole idea is really, it's kind of related to what we're talking about. It just gives you a simple way to feel like you've had a connection time with God each day. And of course, for some people, it's just complimentary to all the other things that they do. Yeah. But I feel like in a busy season of life, sometimes you're like, I know I want to do something. I just don't know where to start. I've got this giant pile of books. I've got my Bible. And I'm just like, I feel kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives you a really simple um, thing that you can do each day um, that it gives you a, a space to pray and um, to hear what God's saying to you through scripture to practice your gratitude, to have a little bit of time of of meditation. So we just try to make it really simple for you and, and try to kind of redeem redeem some time on technology through that. So yeah, I would love for you to just try it out. We do have some premium features that we that are paid um, on the app, like we have audio features and things like that to help support the app and keep it going. Um, but that devotional is a free um, feature. So yeah, just
0: at gatheratdawn.com. It sounds fabulous. I can't wait to check it out and dive into it. it. I'm really excited about it. Thank you. Before we close our time together, I would love it if we could um, take some time in prayer um, for our listeners and for um, for all of us, really, as we practice Sabbath each week. Would you mind leading us in that? Yes, I'd be happy to. Okay. Father God, we just thank you that you are
1: in all and you're through all that wherever we are in life, that you are there with us, um, guiding us, and you really see us. You see us as women. You see us as spouses, as mothers, and you know the deepest needs and desires of our hearts. And I thank you that you are available and accessible to us um, and so rich and abundant in your love and your grace. So I just pray, Lord, that we would be able today to just open up a little bit more to that and receive a little more of what you have for us. I know that we just can't even really comprehend how much you love us. And so I pray, Father, today that we would be able to connect a little bit more deeply with you. I thank you for each woman, woman represented, Father, and their families. And I just speak blessing um, and I just speak hope over them that whatever season they're in, whatever hard things they're facing, um, that you do have a way through, um, and you do have peace and rest for them, even in the midst of, of trials and tribulations that, um, you have a way to walk through it with us and hold our hands. So I pray that you would just make that real and alive for each person listening in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us today and reminding us that God has a way for us. That is one of peace and rest. So I really appreciate you coming on here and thank you for listening in to today's episode. Let's plan to meet back here next week and continue our conversation on Sabbath rest and what it could look like in your life each week. Bye. Hey, I just want to say thank you for joining me for today's conversation. I know many things demand your attention and I don't take lightly the privilege it is to share your time. I want to make things as easy and simple for you. So I've linked to all the resources mentioned in the episode in the show notes. And you can always find the links and more helpful information on my website, www.rachelfarenbach.com As we say our goodbye, let me remind you that what we're talking about in this podcast is not just another thing to add to your to-do list. This is not another expectation for you to live up to. It is a gift outstretched from the hand of your creator. An invitation to press pause on walking alongside Jesus in all the things he's called you to do. And instead... Sit down across from him and just be with him. It is an invitation to simply Sabbath.